The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Okay, yeah, so well, let me we'll see who can handle Amon St. Ra. That challenge Dude, comes in a few weeks. Amon Ra St. Brad, the sun god, is he, a the, He's an absolute, he's an, on a tear that I can't remember a wide receiver going on right now. Well, it's and the best in history. I mean, it's right. the, so there's three receivers who have done what he's done. Over the last eight games, he's had eight-plus receptions in each game. There's only three receivers on that list who have done that. It's him, Antonio Brown, and Michael Thomas. That's it. That's the list. But when you add in touchdowns, he's – I believe it's – I believe it's him and uh, Antonio Brown, and that's it. Yeah, he's saying doing it's, historic things with, yes. we do need to mention, with Goff. Jared Goff. Jared Goff, because I am a Jared Goff hater. I think the guy stinks. I'm Ever since him. he took that fake sack in the Super Bowl when when Kent, Kyle Van Oy buzzed his tower and he fell to his knees like a little yep. bitch, I, have, like, I was done with him. But he's throwing the ball to this record-setting receiver. So he's I like just, a jugs machine. He's not going to move around that well. He's not that smart. He may even have yeah, the intelligence of a jugs throw, machine. But, he's but a jugs machine throw. can make the throws. And yeah. That's all he needs to do. Doing the job. Um, another positive I wanted to touch on, because I'm I'm kind of actually on uh, Shime's side here with the corners. Like I'm interested to see where that goes. But I think there's been a development that you saw the the evolution of, of Jabril Peppers. I thought he had a couple plays on Sunday big hits like where he was active you needed it actually because Kyle Duggar was actually out with an injury at the time Jabril Peppers we've talked about the safety depth and that that has to be sort of the core of the back end um, as he evolves here with Adrian Phillips who looks like you kind of avoided um, a scare there with that injury from week one he was back out there in week two but I think Jabril Peppers feels like he's picking up momentum and I don't know whether it's physical that he's hitting his stride physically coming off the knee injury or he's just getting comfortable in the defense but I think Jabril Peppers is going to be a playmaker for this back end yes and uh I have a small critique if I may and I think we can all agree with this it is time to end the Miles Bryant experiment not in the secondary because he's actually done decent work uh as a slot corner no 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 it is time to end Miles Bryant punt returner let us get Marcus Jones yes. back there Let's get him active. We're we all need not page. only somebody who doesn't catch the ball going backwards at the three, fumble it into the end zone and give the other team one, two, three opportunities to recover it in the end zone for seven uh, and not pull an Olszewski, if you will. Oh, Gunner, we feel for uh, the quick side note. I would that. like the dynamic. Appro I would like some. I will. We need some dynamic. We've been talking about playmakers. 
Marcus well, Jones he's been dynamic when he had the ball. He's returned so the ball well when he catches it. He just didn't catch it that time, and he made a terrible decision. Um, How lucky, by the way, to were Cam, According Holy to Cam smokes. Accord, um, that was never going. there was really no point where that was ever going to be a touchdown. Uh, the impetus of the ball carried itself into the end zone, so even on the muff, if the Steelers recover, it's still just a touchback. As long as Miles Bryant doesn't, A, bat it out the back of the end zone, that's a penalty and a safety, or pick it up, get possession, run around again, and then fumble a second mm-hmm. time. So even though our hearts kind of dropped a couple times, but I if don't he, if he wasn't a great it, play though, if he had muffed it off the face and it came into the field of play though, and the Steelers recover it, they get it at the one yard line or wherever they recover it. Correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the 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 muff um, momentum, <laughs> muff, muff momentum, the muff, me- the muff momentum. Yes, we all love muff momentum. <laughs> In our lives, the muff momentum carried it into the end zone, so therefore it would have been a touchback. Correct, but as he's running backwards, he's still in the field of play. If he had kicked that into the field of play or something like that, there were more ways that it also could have gone bad or worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, like Cam Accord's trying to put a bandaid on it, but like there were also more ways that it could have also gone worse, not just alternate ways where it could. Easiest could be okay. way to make sure that we prevent that is just okay. take him out, play Marcus Jones. That's Bingo. it. Or he can just not run that far backwards over his shoulder and try to make a stupid play. Also true, just fair catch and let it bounce. Or Or just let it bounce. Just get the hell away from there. Poison. poison. Everybody get the hell away from it, including me. But yes, Uh, the the bigger picture, Marcus Jones, you drafted a third-round, two-time All-American returner who I know it's different from college to pros, but he's experienced. He knows what he's doing. It's not that different. The return game is the return game. No, it's a ball in the air. Catch it. Once And once he catches it, it, it all comes down to athleticism and vision, and, and that's I think, it. I think you'll see him this week would be my guess. I agree. I think you need more dynamics. You need explosive plays. Miles Bryant, probably not going to provide him. Although, nice little return on Sunday for Kyle Duggar. It's one of the top return, top kickoff returns in the NFL to the date. So the one other thing I wanted to touch on before we wrap up this victory week edition of the Six Rings podcast was – Something that I know a lot of people, Phil Perry, NBC Sports Boston, and others have been kind of harping on, fixating on, uh, extrapolating from, was some changes to the Patriots' sideline. They really fixated on Bill Belichick being very active with the offensive players, the offense, the offensive coaches, Mac Jones, basically turning his back on the defense and letting the defense, Steve Belichick, Gerard Mayo, and those guys uh, do their thing. I know there were some other changes. Billy Yates was on the field in the first half. He had been in the press box in the first half. That maybe allowed Matt Patricia to maybe be a little more involved with the the quarterback skill position player adjustments, talking with Bill. What do you make of maybe Bill taking a more hands-on approach in week two? And as we evolve here, is that just the natural course of things or is that a early season panic type move? No, I think I think that was to be expected. I mean, we kind of talked about it that mm-hmm. at some point he would probably step in and and assist more with the offense because again, Matt Patricia hasn't done this before. So I, I don't necessarily think that it is by any means the panic button. I think the panic button is when you see Belichick with the play sheet calling plays. That to me is the panic button, which we haven't gotten to yet. No, nope. we're not there. That is not what happened. This was him just conferring with the offense a lot more and a lot frequent, a lot more frequently, which I think is fine. He noted he knows that his defense is in better hands right now than his offense, and so he needs to help his offense. and And I think that as the as the head coach of the football team is the responsible thing to do. 
This is his design, his want, his wish. He brought them in, so he best be there to shepherd and supervise as they learn on the fly, on the job. And I think it was probably Matt Patricia who was calling a lot of those plays late game, which ended up working out conservative as the drive may have been. That four to six minute offense at the end closed out things nicely for the Patriots. I do not see Bill Belichick having his hand not just in the offensive cookie jar, but elbow deep in it at times to be a positive because then again, like I said, this is his design and his idea. Right. And his responsibility. So when it goes well, I guess we praise him. And when it goes poorly, we blame him. He at least told us that much, right? Blame him if this doesn't work. But for one week, it worked. They got a victory. They got some help from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Certainly old friend or plant or whatever you want to call him. Gunnar Olszewski gave you a muffed punt to give Damian Harris an easy touchdown. And they got the big play this week at the end of the half on a play so impressive that even Chris Scheim liked it. Like, I I don't, I think we need to note that for a minute, a play so impressive that I believe what Chris Scheim said at the beginning of the podcast was Nelson Aguilar is worth the contract they gave him. That's how impressive that play. I said he could be. Uh, I and and let's let's just add a, a little air of negativity to that because I think that's oh, too positive. Bad throw by Mac Jones, amazing play by Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, I specifically stayed away from Mac Jones as we wrap this up because I didn't want to go down a road of negativity, but I think it's quite clear. Uh, Mac Jones is probably not off to the start of the year that he'd like to have, uh, even though the record is one and one, and I'm sure he took a little uh sigh of relief coming to the podium after a victory rather than skipping the podium while he was getting x-rays as was the case a week earlier but I think we're going to leave our assessments of Mac Jones shine for the coming weeks we'll see give him a month give him six yep. weeks the That's new fair. offense see where it goes to be fair when I was giving my negative I said a lot of this isn't his fault so I right. I agree with you I think his evaluation should wait till week four week five week six yeah, he didn't exactly look great. Did didn't look great though when he on the one replay that kind of circulated Monday night around the interwebs, where little Jordan Humphrey came not just very kind of but super incredibly open on a play, and Max stared down Jacoby. Some people said he probably couldn't see him from the pocket that was slowly collapsing. I just think Mac is locking onto his guys or his comfort blankets a little too much, and he's going to have to wait things out and trust both process and pocket in order for the Patriots to be a little more explosive going forward. Tis a learning curve indeed. Well, yeah, yeah that- I mean, there's a reason the Patriots are last in EPA per play uh, on early downs right now. And, and that's, but again, there is some room for, I'm trying, you know, like I said, I'm trying to be level-headed today and not be super Mr. Negative cloud. There is some room for oppor- er, an opportunity for growth here. Um, I, you know, I, I have, I would say this. I have more faith in Mac Jones to uh, re- like fix himself and get him back to kind of where he was going um, than I do in the play calling of Matt Patricia. So to Mac's credit, I think he deserves a little bit more leeway when it comes to being like, oh, man, he stinks this year. A hundred percent. And I'll just for the little Jordan Humphrey play. I've seen Tom Brady do that. I've seen Peyton Manning do that. Quarterbacks yeah. miss wide open receivers, they even the, the greatest time. of the great. My one concern as we move forward is watching Max accuracy. I don't think he's been accurate enough. And I think the I interception agree. of Minka Fitzpatrick was an inaccurate throw. I mean, look at this throw to Cam Sutton that didn't end up being an interception. Well, that like, was horrific. That was very so, accurate. Can, can I? Yeah, uh, so, he hit uh, Pittsburgh right between the numbers. A buddy texted me and was like, why are we, why is he making that throw? Like he needs to set himself. I go, trust me. I, I think, I think there's a lot of quarterbacks in football, Mac included. And this is a bigger group than just him that need to stop 
rolling left and throwing. Um, there's only like four guys in football that can make that throw. One in particular that can definitely make that throw and Patrick Mahomes because he's, he's a freak. Um, and then maybe a couple other guys that can relatively consistently Josh make Allen. that throw. Yeah. And, and, and the, those guys who are good at the sidearm shortstop angles, guys like Mac guys like Russell Wilson, there's a lot, there's a large group of them that are not good rolling left. And we kind of need to uh, try and deter that as much as possible. Because well, those since, things lead to those mistakes lead to bad decisions. And since Sunday was so wild and so many teams that we thought were going to win that we have tagged as potential playoff stalwarts, uh, shoe ins or juggernauts took some L's, including the Cincinnati Bengals and what a brutal loss that was with their oh, terrible offensive, offensive line, line so play, bad. which it shouldn't be because they spent all that money getting two coveted guards and a high price tackle in the offseason. Uh, hey, listen. A win on Sunday for the Patriots, and it could potentially be a different conversation, and maybe the growth curve will accelerate a little bit more for the positive. But again, we'll save that for the preview pod. That is what's up next on the Six Rings podcast feed later this week. We will look at the challenge that is Lamar Jackson and Rashad Bateman, John Harbaugh, the rest of the Ravens, which, as we know, has been a great rivalry with some very fun games over the year, and it's also the home opener at Gillette Stadium, and what a home opener home opener it is to welcome Lamar Jackson to town. But that's our podcast later in the week. Today, we recapped, relived, and brought some positives that maybe will lead to more positives in the future from the Patriots' 17-14 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. For Nick Fitzy-Stevens and Chris Scheim time, he was actually positive for a little bit this week. Scheim, I'm Andy Hart. That puts the wraps on a Six Rings pod. You want to get in touch at Six Rings pod on Twitter or email us sixringspod at gmail.com. See you. Bye. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.